Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's What's up? My man. Happy Championship Sunday. Oh, man. I didn't think we'd get here. I know. We've been talking about it all year long. Yeah. Right. I walked in and they said, you must be here for the sports ball. Right. It's sports ball to your right, theater 10. And then <laughs> I proceeded to give them all the wrong questions. I said, how long do we have to the Super Bowl? And they were like, well, there's two more games. I was like, oh, like one today and one what, next week. Next week. And they're, right. no, they're both today. Uh, I was like, oh. That's wild that a team would play twice in one day. Yeah. That's, You'd think they'd be good enough after the first game. Right. What yeah. is it, like a rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> There's a wedding in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. So here we are recording the podcast while 85 Eagles fans are downstairs in Theater 10. That's crazy. Rooting on their team. Who are they playing against? Kudos to them. They are playing the San Francisco 49ers and rookie sensation Brock Purdy oh, man. starting is. at quarterback. That's you're always telling me. I'm like, yeah. Watch, he's coming up the, right. the ranks. Right. He's a rookie this year, but next year? Next year. Sophomore year? Right. <laughs> Look out. You're, you're, now he's ready for fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm working today. Oh, geez. And Amy is also working today. And everywhere you go, people are like, oh, where are you watching the game? And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> nah. Were you working today other than this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How how do you do it? No, it's, it's no big deal because I'm kind of – I always say, like, I feel like I'm always working and I'm never working because I love mm. what I do so much. Right. You know, but February, it's funny. So you're, like, opening up a natural segue. I know you didn't try it, mm. but it's true. I was just talking to Amy about this. February is packed. I mean, oh. there is a lot going on between big movies coming out. The yeah. headliner, of course, is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. I was trying to think of a funny word that started with quantum, but I can, couldn't get there in time. Yeah. Um, so, but seriously, you got Quantum Mania. You got Titanic, which, by the way, pre-sales, this movie's going to be huge. Mm. But don't look for it in IMAX. No. I, well, we, we talked about that last yeah, week. You know, the, the drama. Rude. From the mama. You didn't know if it was going to be Disney or... Right, right. Who? So Disney won. So James Cameron beat James Cameron. Yeah. And... And by the way, we'll talk about this in a minute, but Avatar Way of Water is now the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. There it goes. We're going to talk about that later because it's in it's interesting it's an interesting story of how it's getting there. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, so you have Ant-Man, you have Titanic, and then you have a lot of smaller things that are suddenly adding up. For example, 80 for Brady, which comes out this weekend. Yeah. Like when we're sitting here talking now this coming weekend, which feels like a long way away, but it'll be here tomorrow morning. Um, that's selling a lot of tickets. This is going to be a big movie. Wow. We got an animated movie, which I don't expect much from, but it's called The Amazing Maurice. Okay. And then we got the season finale of Chosen. 
mm-hmm. which is taking up a lot of screens because it just keeps selling out like Premier crazy. Was big. You got M Night mm. with Knock at the Cabin. Right. I mean, the list goes on. And at the end of the month, we have the most perfect pairing of openings I've ever seen in my life. What's that? On the same day, we have Cocaine Bear and the Jesus Revolution. <laughs> Come on. Which one do you see first? I got five bucks for the guy that comes in and buys a ticket to each. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy, let me get your popcorn for you. I want to know who that is. (laughs) Well, we had a guy come in. uh, So on on Thursday, a couple days ago, uh, we had a little powwow with our friends at Sight and Sound. Okay. They came in and they were super cool and they gave Drew and I a couple like uh, sight and sound films swag. Nice. You know what I mean? Because they nice. started this whole, it's the beginning of a whole thing. You yeah. know, it's not just they made a movie. Oh, this is a whole chapter. Yeah. And as, as we've discussed on this show, the movie was wildly successful. Um, so they were very gracious and came and we all sort of took, took an opportunity to thank each other and, and for us to congratulate them on such a great, lots of hugging, know, well, all kinds of hugging and, yeah. you know, blessing and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was cool. But my point is we were reminiscing about funny things that had happened during the run. And one of them was when the guy came in and bought two tickets, one for, I heard the bells and one for violent night. <laughs> and I was like, who is this moviegoer? <laughs> He'll be back for Cocaine Bear. And, and Jesus, Jesus Revolution. Yeah. yeah. That's that's him. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just, the, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of balls to manage. There's a lot of balls in the air. There's a lot of titles opening. And, of course, then you have the other dynamic of, like, Avatar is still a massive movie. Yeah. It's probably not massive anymore, but it's still like a big thing in the building that we need to work around, that we need to deal with. So, And this perplexes me still. We can, we can talk. We can just Should we talk. just start with that one? Yeah. Yeah. So Avatar 2 is now number four all time. What's interesting is that it is outperforming. So bear with me for a second. As Kermit the Frog would say, bear with me. And then Fozzie says, right, Frog. Water is outperforming every other $100 million opening movie from 2022. So in other words, relative to what opening weekend would have predicted. That's right, David. I said it, and I'm carrying (laughs) 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 We almost got past it. (laughs) 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 Fozzie Bear is the best, right? He's so great. I mean, is he your favorite? He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Absolutely. If he's not your favorite, I mean, I guess a lot of people like Kermie just because he's like the star. I like I like baby Fozzie Bear. Uh huh. You know. Yep. Because I had I had baby Muppets. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's such a good movie. When when the the scene that I'm referencing is Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear in the Muppet movie are traveling down the road in the car that they bought for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) Kermie's given directions. And Fozzie's driving. And Kermie, they're coming up on an intersection. And Kermie says, bear right, bear left. And Fozzie goes, right, frog. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Classic Muppets. Right. So anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Avatar, Splish Splash, I'm taking a bath. Right. So Splish Splash. What's interesting about this is just that it's currently becoming the, it has become now the number four movie of all time. And it has done so in a very unusual path. In other words, if you compared its opening weekend to all the other opening weekends of the major of the biggest movies of 2022, it would not 
be on pace to do what it's doing. So what that tells me, what's interesting is the movie, it's exactly what we all predicted. It didn't open at Marvel records, at Star Wars records, but it opened big and then it just never declined. And your phenomenon, I, I put that to the test this week. Okay. So do you remember what we were talking about? Yeah, because yeah. I was going to elaborate yeah. on so, it. Yeah, so for the listeners, last week David brought up do you know anyone who has seen Avatar? <laughs> outside of the theater. <laughs> like outside of the people that I work with in the movie business. Yeah. And I said I knew a few. And he said he only knew one, one or two. Four, but but yeah. but I put that to the test this week. And I asked a few people if they had seen Avatar. And they all said no. And then I said, do you know anyone besides me that has seen it? And they all said no. Right? Isn't that weird? I mean, it's weird. Because so I was even talking to someone. I was talking to some people this weekend. I was well, actually it was last night. I was playing uh, some games with some people all over the states. We're talking like we're talking about what's it? Arizona, Hawaii, um, and and uh, Nevada, and all of them. I said, has anyone seen Avatar? And I got a, I got a couple. Oh, I really want to, but I haven't. Mm -hmm. But none of them had seen it. And I said, do you know anyone who has seen it? And all of, there was this quiet, and they're like, I don't know that I have. No one's told me they've seen the movie. Right. And I was like, I have. And then they were asking me all questions because I was the first person they had talked to that had seen it. And, yeah. and then the one guy's like, I'm going to go to work on Monday and ask anyone if they've seen it because that's really weird. So you would not be crazy to take this conversation and speculate, like, is it fake news? That's what the one guy said. Is, is it, like he, he he made the joke? Oh, it's just NPCs that are going. It's not real people, right? And I'm like, well, I don't know how much of the numbers are from overseas, because mm -hmm. uh, I don't. This is not just domestic, right? It's worldwide. It, it's it's happened. It's consistent. Well, I know that it right. is, but like right. it's not like the four million is not just from the U.S. Correct. Like it's it's Correct. four billion or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I know that there's a huge overseas audience. Yeah. But it's still even here. I just. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I can tell you, just before the show started, we had a problem with the projector in Theater 6. Mm -hmm. And I, I was able to navigate it. And I looked in the window to, to observe the audience, make, you know, because the, the movie accidentally stopped. It's a whole big thing. But so the lights were up so I could see the audience. And it was, I mean, I'm not saying it was a sold out or, you know, big show but there was an audience in there you know what i mean right. like they on a random sunday afternoon when but who are they that's what i'm saying yeah and i mean i know there's people here that is quite packed for a sunday yeah you know who i think it is and here's where your phenomenon sort of falls apart mm. i think it's the younger people i think the teenagers are coming out because just anecdotally the audience that i just observed mm -hmm. at least half of them were wearing their pajamas <laughs> you know, as kids do nowadays, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah. You know what else is interesting? What's that? Hang on. You know what else is interesting? Great segue, by the way. <laughs> Director Tommy Wercola. Yeah. This is crazy. Actually, I think it's this not is, crazy at this all. is so uninteresting but only because it's like predictable, but it, I mark it as great news. Yeah. So director Tommy Ricola, Tommy Ricola. Ricola. He revealed a sequel to Violent Night is set at the North Pole 
and co-starring Mrs. Claus and is now in development at Universal. I don't think the news is that they're making one. I think we all kind of predicted right. that would happen. Right. I think the news is it'll be at the North Pole co-starring Santa yeah. Mrs. Claus. So That's the news. Podcast at PennCinema.com. Who do you like to play Mrs. Claus? And don't say Chloe Grace Moretz because that's too obvious. Yeah, she's too good for right. that role. She's too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there are a lot of, you know who my top number one, because she would just nail it? Who's that? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Because she's got that attitude. She's fun. I mean, you if you want to go older, you could go with like, um, who was in, who, who was in like Helen Mirren? Yeah, but I don't think, I mean. She you, did red. You probably want to get someone who matches David Harbour's age slash look. You think Jennifer Lawrence is too young? So who's a little bit older? Short. Who's a little bit older than Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, I would have thought, like, we could see, like, an Anne Hathaway surprise. Yep. Yep. For this, or, um, shoot. There's a, there's other good ones. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. What's oh, up? <laughs> that'd be and be surprised to see her in a like action yeah. role too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's plenty of of great female leads that could oh that my could god this role. There's a yeah. million of them. Yeah, I just imagine taller than Scarlett Jennifer Johansson. Lawrence. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she would be great. Yeah, and I mean because they're obviously doing makeup to make them look old, young. A little older, a little grungier, but yeah, that's because it's all the fake white hair. And that's everything. what the makeup department's for. Yeah, right. So Chloe Grace, or you just get Helen Mirren and save a fortune on makeup. That's true. That's and she is kind of still doing. Action <laughs> She's stuff. already old. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Cool. Let us know who you want to play, yeah. Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I think that's a fun one. So here's a big one. Oh yeah. Well, it's not really that big. But I it's, thought it's just, it's just. I thought it was interesting. It's interesting. So both the Oscars and the Razzies have had nomination problems. Especially the Razzies. Yeah. So we'll start with the Razzies. Because uh, they actually matter way more to me than the Oscars. I Although the Oscars took a big step in the right direction this year in my book. Yeah. So the Razzies, they did their nominations and the lead actress from Firestarter was nominated. Wait, isn't she like 11? Yeah, and then I know Drew Barrymore and some other people all like stood up and it's like, yeah, this is not appropriate because the Razzies are made to make fun of movie culture, and sometimes the artists get in on it. Like, yeah, specifically Halle Berry, she was like very supportive of her Razzie when she got it. Like she was like, no, I yeah. admit that I did a horrible movie, but the thing that they're all pointing out this is a preteen girl right. impressionable um and she does not deserve this kind of hate coming at her but well that will be even if it's meant in right jest. right even if it's intended one way yeah it's, it's when you're 11 it comes in another way yeah there's no reason to hinder or take away from yeah. her career right for her Although, uh, I mean, first of all, I completely agree she should have never gotten nominated. But I agree with that as well. I mean, yeah. you just don't do that to an 11-year-old. Yeah. But this might help her career. People might take notice now. I never heard of her till today. Well, you did, did we, oh, you didn't watch Firestarter? No, we did not. We did. Negative. 
We totally reviewed it. Did I watch it? Well, I don't think you did. Let's, get, I to, let's get the abacus in. I definitely sat through it <laughs> for the show. I might have watched it. I don't know. It was, I, I can't remember. It wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't good, but it wasn't, I'm pretty sure you did see it. It wasn't. Look at you acting like you're so brave. No, I'm pretty. I like, sat through it normally, for the show. No, normally I would throw you under the bus and be like, <laughs> no way that pen. But I'm pretty sure I remember us like actually discussing yeah, the movie. That's possible. So, <laughs> but so then flipping over to the Oscars. Yeah. They had a surprise nomination uh, for Best Actress. Oh, who was that? I cannot remember her name. Oh. But. It was such a surprise nomination that the Oscars are now um, doing an investigation into how they take uh, nominations in. Because oh. they, they're saying that this person, without saying who, yeah. who it is, excuse me, without saying who it is, uh, they're saying that the campaign may have used, put a lot of money into <laughs> persuasion and getting the name out there and convincing people to vote for mm. her. Um, and I think the lady even came out and said, this is how you play the game. And they just played it. Mm. So, and that's something about the Oscars. that has been kind of suspect for a long time is that how do you get nominated for an Oscar? Isn't there isn't a board of people that say that watch all the movies and go, this person was the best actor that did this. You know, these, these are, these five are the best. It's, a board of people who then take submissions from the PR department of, of all these different people. Mm. And it's a question of, do you want to go for an Oscar? If you do, you have to invest money here. And it's a lot right. of gifts to the right people, getting your name. Getting the, act, the actress in question is named, I'm just looking this up, okay. Andrea Riseborough, a British actress. I can't tell what movie she was, uh, what she was in. And that's exactly it. That's part of why... So they're investigating, do they need to make some changes on what it is to get somebody nominated? Maybe she deserves it. I don't know. I've never heard I never heard of the movie that she was in when I right. looked it up. Right. But um with the ease that they're saying that she kind of got up there. Yeah. They're just looking into it. It's shady. And I'll give them credit for like kudos to the Oscars for being willing to take a look. Right. I mean, it's about time. Honestly. I mean, every, everybody has known or, or I should say anyone who sort of pays any attention, like Weinstein was the first guy who made this like common, like sort of brought it out into the daylight in terms of like, hey, you know, you, you get Oscar nominations by aggressively lobbying for Oscar nominations. Right. Like, and his whole company's brand was, you know, we'll distribute your movie and it'll get Oscar nominations. Right. Yeah. That's we should have known that anything coming out of Harvey Weinstein's mouth would be what? suspect <laughs> suspect later. All right. Now, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. This is a story. This is a headline. We were just talking about him. Right. Yeah. We were? Yeah, you were telling me about one of his skits. Oh, right. <laughs> you mean before the show. Before the show, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know, have we talked about on this show, that I one of my unique skills, despite my poor memory – is that I can recite line for line Eddie Murphy Delirious and Eddie Murphy Raw. That's insane. It's true. That's crazy. Sometimes I do it in the car just to annoy Amy. The whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... Right from the opening bit. I want to get her on yeah. and find out... 
how much what, she enjoys what that. What do you think? How how and how yeah. long do you let it go before you put an end to it? Has she ever let you do the whole show? No. Yeah, I talked to her. Yeah. Next time he starts, yeah, <laughs> as hard as it is, right, right. Do not stop him. And if he stops, right, I want you to complain. Right. Oh, you're not going to finish? Right. <laughs> Make him do the entire hour and a half show. <laughs> I don't really even know if I'm exaggerating or not cuz I feel like if I could if I could be prompted. Yeah. For which like like here's the thing. I could I could recite those shows. I could easily recite those shows for an hour. But I'm not a thousand percent confident that I would get the order correct. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Like I would just start remembering bits and I could do the whole bit. But I'm not a thousand percent. But I, I know how each one starts. I know how the ending of each one. Like I know an awful lot. I also think I would sometimes cross-reference, like <laughs> be doing raw and do a bit from Delirious. So it's just a mix mash. A mix mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic me. Classic. <laughs> so the news with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. This, this is like the statement itself is not news because you and I have talked about this before. Like we're trying not to report news when some famous actor says they would be <laughs> they would be willing to play, Iron right. Man, you know, so we have tried, you know, it came up in the staff meeting. Everybody complained. We need to have journalistic integrity and right. no longer try to make news out of nothing and blah, blah, blah. Crazy. They're such sticklers. They are. For the ethics. Uh, you'd think that our ethics department, which is 150 people. Right. Would, would have screened that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe 151 isn't even. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next thing you know, they're going to have a problem with like plagiarizing other people's stories. Oh, that's ridiculous. Barf. Gross. <laughs> all right. So the story is, the he- I'm going to read the headline and tell you what the story is, but that's not the story that I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. The headline is, Eddie Murphy is interested in making an ass of himself again, showing a desire to play donkey in another Shrek movie. Basically, to put it in words that you're familiar with on this show, Eddie Murphy has stated that he's willing to play donkey again. Do we need? Well, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Uh, if uh, they wanted to make more Shreks, they definitely could, and there's an audience for it. Shrek is beyond Shrek fandom and is now a living, breathing generational meme that right. would totally bring in audiences. Right. So that's that's the story that I want to talk about. Yeah. Are we this is news to me that we were talking about having another Shrek. Is this news to you or have you heard of this? That is totally news to me. And yeah. I think that it is not something they should do. Not because I believe in the integrity of Shrek or anything like that. I believe Shrek is on this pedestal that a generation, I don't know if the Generation Z or the end, end tail of Millennial or whatever, has put... <laughs> end tail of Millennial. Yeah. Okay. Has put the Shrek meme, the Shrek comedy mm-hmm. that they have made themselves... Right. ...onto this like high level mm-hmm. that could never be lived up to, and that if... They try and make another Shrek movie. There is no way, even if they do a great job, there is no way that it doesn't get torn apart and like not live up to the standards of the insane like. Here's what I would. World that they've done. Here's here's People a little. People will go see it. Don't worry me. Don't worry. <laughs> here's a little shout out. Yeah. 
to the to the men and women who are in charge of making the new Shrek movie. Yeah. Little advice from your friends at the Penn Cinema podcast. Mm. All right. You ready? Are you sitting down? Am I? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, now I'm yeah, sitting down. Now he's sitting down. Yeah. I, I like how it's just now it's just banging on the table. <laughs> it used to be like a little more involved. Now it's just David's old. Oh, oh, we gotta talk about that. We oh, gotta geez. we gotta come back to that. Okay, but anyway, all right, all right. what I was gonna say was my advice to the men and women who are making the new Shrek movie. Yeah. Open it up with the theme song, Hey Now, You're an All-Star, Get Your Game On, right. Get Go. Like, do not deviate from the first Shrek. Just basically do the the first Shrek again. Right. <laughs> like, don't try to get all creative yes. and, like, you know, stretch the boundaries or have some kind of message or, like, an important, like, no. Or feed just, into the memes. Right. Don't, don't just feed into make them. the same thing over again. Have them travel somewhere different to rescue somebody else and... Yeah. Have the swamp, have the, say, have the gingerbread man, you Bring know, back quad. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, this is not the time for you to flex your creative muscles. No, no, no. Like just that's when it, that's how it'll fall short. That's like what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Make another Shrek one. Yeah. And then make bank. What's up? Yeah. All right. Last little bit of news. Okay. Before we get to the news that I just hand wrote. Do you want to? You want to? Legendary f- composer John Williams. Williams. That's how you have to say his name. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows he's that. He's ninety years old. Wait, he's nineteen years old. Plus eighty-one. Right. <laughs> I like how you paused <laughs> to do the math from it. Plus, and then you couldn't see, but David got his little his little hands out and got, was counting on his fingers. Wait a minute. Calculator, carry the one. I correct look everyone out there, carry I corrected the myself. It's, yes. it's 71, 71. Not 81. 71 is the number he was looking for. <laughs> David. First of all, you're old like John. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you can relate. But yeah. what's what's special about the fact that John Williams is 90? He's still making music. He is the oldest person to have ever been nominated for a competitive Oscar award. Really? Yeah. Yep. This year? Yep, he's up for his Oscar for his uh, music in Fablemans, oh. and which he did with his buddy Steven Spielberg. Imagine if you were making movies and you could just like tap John Williams and be like, what's up, I'm doing this weird family biopic and <laughs> I need I some you. music for and it. He's like, huh? He's like, what? Huh? <laughs> Let me get my what? teeth. Someone else make it. You just write. <laughs> Let me get my it. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you can just sign your name at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I just this isn't really news, but I need to mention it because oh, oh geez, I take criticism from time to time. That's n- what you from everyone else except you. Okay, I was gonna say you never. I've. I don't think I've ever pointed out <laughs> no, anything. never. Yeah. So you recall a number of episodes ago, a few months back, mm. I went to trivia night with my friends. Oh. And one of the themes was movies. Oh. And they were like, oh, this is great. We got pen at our table. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I am not going to know any of this. And then sure enough, I did not. Right. Right. Well, it was really funny because... Uh, over the weekend, we'll talk about. I was I went to the car show with my that same group of guys. Yeah. And afterwards, we went out and got dinner. And during dinner, we got on the topic of movies, and my one friend, 
he could never remember the name of the movie. And it was getting comical because I was killing it. What? I knew every single one. And he was like, that movie with the curly haired guy and the actress, she's like super hot and she's married to that guy. And I was like, this is 40. Leslie Mann, what's up? Wow. Although Leslie Mann was with uh, Paul Rudd. But my friend was thinking of Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, <laughs> right, right, you know? right, And it was just like all, it like got ridiculous where he could be like, that movie where the guy in the car, and I'd be like, 48 hours. <laughs> That's crazy. It was very redeeming because I all of a sudden felt like validated. Because I know that your friends like to tell you how I never watch movies. Right. Yeah. So I felt very validated and I was like, I wish David could see me now. <laughs> I got I, I got this week. People are like you watch a lot of movies, don't you? And I'm like, I mean, compared to you, right? Right. Yes. And I, I it's funny when I have to explain. Like, well, you you must watch a ton. It's like to people who don't watch movies, yes, right. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. But to people who are movie fans, right, I do not watch a lot right. of movies. Right. Like I watch probably a movie. I definitely watch a movie a week for right. the show. But I generally don't watch, unless I'm with people, another movie. Well, you have the movie club. You're, oh, that's uh, true. The, so once a month I have that. Yeah. But that's once a month. So you have 52 so, plus 12, so that's 67 movies, just baseline. Right. But I know. <laughs> 52 plus 12, I, 67. <laughs> 81. Right. This is, <laughs> this is the math episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I know people who don't have podcasts about movies that watch like three or four movies a week. Well, we have, we ha we do have good regular customers who will see literally every single movie that we open. And that's on a slow week. That's three titles. But I, I'm not just talking like in the theater. I mean, even yeah, at home, I, even at home. Yeah. And that's, and I just like, I yeah. just, I don't, and it, they're, they, it's so far. The fact that I watch as many as I do yeah. is so far into them that yeah. they can't fathom me feeling like I'm the one who doesn't watch movies. Because right. a lot of times I feel like I'm right. the one who doesn't watch movies when I talk right. to people. It's like, well, yeah, I've seen the yeah. more popular things. Right. But anyway, you ready to talk right. about trailers? So that wraps it up for the news. Oh, my goodness. Does that really wrap it up for the news? There's nothing else? You don't want to stall while you find the button? Nah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't need to do something. Oh, hold on a second. Wait. <laughs> this week, ladies and gentlemen, I busted out a new dance move. It, it was a new dance yeah, move. Yeah. One moment I was like, is he directing air traffic? But <laughs> right. I get that a lot when I dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a lot going on under the shoulders. Right. <laughs> right. Upper, upper body. I'm all about it. Movement. All about it. <laughs> okay. Shazam. Fury of the Gods had a big new trailer. Mm. What did you think of this trailer? A lot of action, a lot of fighting. A lot of action. Lot was, of fighting. Was, was there a Game of Thrones joke? There was. Okay. Yeah, he was said Khaleesi. He throws the dragon into the building, or the dragon like pops out from around a corner or something, and he says like, "Hey, Khaleesi!" And then he. I'm really hoping the dragon isn't the like big fight at the end because mm. they've shown a lot of it. Is it the same dragon that we see a few trailers later in Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. And is that the same trailer that we saw, the same dinosaur that we saw, or same dragon that we saw in 65? Yes. Minus the wings? Well, yeah. And it gets his wings clipped. Clipped. And then they make 65. And is this the same guy that starred in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to know who the behind the scenes, like who, the technical guys who are in charge of making dinosaurs and dragons. And is it like the same six guys? Like, oh, uh, we need, and I, I don't mean to imply that there's not women. I say that sort of, group you know, of people. group of people. It's the same six people, you know, and like, like, are they like, hey, Bobby, we need another dragon. <laughs> no, I got one right here. I got one right here. They didn't want to use this one for Shrek, but right. we can use it here. I don't know. What did you think of the trailer? Um, For Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Boring. Comes out in March. I thought. I was already, I already want to see this movie, but this trailer made me not enthusiastic. I, w I wouldn't call it boring, and I wouldn't say that it didn't make me enthusiastic. It did. I I did start doing other stuff while the trailer yes, was that's playing. That's basically what like I lost. And I the lost interest. The reason why is because they did that thing that a lot of trailers do, where they clip together so many action sequences that you have no sense of what's going on and you're not learning anything about the plot. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand. Yeah. Maybe you do because you have a higher IQ, but I, I didn't follow it. So high. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 65. Trailer number two. This stars Adam Driver. Comes out March 17th. Let me ask you. Do you have a trailer of the week this week? Reluctantly. I do too. Super reluctant. I mean, don't we have to have a trailer of the week? Could we just not have a trailer of the week? We gotta have one. Okay. But we can say it's not good. <laughs> okay. It's like when all you're offered is if you're offered stale crackers, moldy cheese. Here's right? the thing. Here's the thing about this. And dried milk. Here, here's the thing. I would watch any one. So we have four trailers we're talking about. Yeah. Shazam, 65, Dungeons and Dragons, and She is Love. Right. And I would watch any one of these four movies. And I think all four of these movies look entertaining. Yes. I, I did not appreciate any of the trailers. Yes. I will watch all four of these movies. Yes. Well, you're not going to watch She is Love until it's streaming. Right. But... But it hits other theaters on February 3rd. Amazing. This is a present day, what, love story that plays out in the set that's left over from Little Women. <laughs> I, I do not understand the full premise of this. She gets an Airbnb or no, something. No, let me break it down for you. Okay. You get this guy. Yeah. And through a variety of oddball circumstances, he ends up in the same house with his old girlfriend. Old wife. Old wife? Yeah, they're ex his ex-wife and, oh, and his new his bride. His ex-wife and his new bride. Yeah. And chaos ensues. Right. But the whole time, like, why would you stay? Right. Either of them. Either party. Right. right. Why are you? Like, I don't understand because it seems right. like they're traveling and then they stay at this house. And I'm like, in this day and age... David, why? If I was traveling, would you stay. It's not like they're like, "Oh, welcome to the savannah. We're going to drop you off here to do your study on right. uh, frogs and right. and dragons and lions, right. and uh, we'll be back in a month." Uh, with, frogs and dragons and lions. Yeah, and we'll be back. I mean, that's a and common. She's here. Right. She's here because she's a photographer who takes right. wildlife photos. Right. But this is a remote part of the savannah. Right. It's only accessible by sled dog. <laughs> David, and it only snows one day every three months. If me and Amy were traveling, yeah, and we rolled up to a gas station, yeah, to get gas mm. to put in the car, and my ex-wife 
happen to be at the gas station. As opposed to a station that gives you gas. Right. Like right. abdominal pain. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. If I rolled up with Amy, uh-huh. and my non-existent, by the way, for folks who don't me- know me, I've never been married before, <laughs> o- only to Amy. Well, but just for purposes of illustration. Yeah. If Amy and I rolled up to a gas station. Yeah. And my ex-wife was at said gas station oh filling God. up her car. Again. We would get back in the car and drive to the next gas station. We wouldn't stay at that gas station long enough to put gas in the car. Right. Like, yeah. to your point. You'd drive until you ran out of gas. If we had ju- to. I, it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. We would immediately get back in, both of us. Or if you had to, you'd drive around the corner, park the car. Wait, wait for her minutes. to leave. Wait 20 right. minutes and go yes. back to the gas station. Yes, anything. But yeah. we absolutely positively would be on... Beyond the shadow of that, we would not be staying the 14 seconds at the gas station right. with my ex-wife. But but let me paint this picture for you, Ben. <laughs> Please. What if you rented a room on your honeymoon with oh, with Amy? Yeah. All right. And in my a, ex-wife in, was in, <laughs> in a village right. with other options. Right. And your ex-wife had the room across the oh, hall. Oh, well, in that case, we would definitely stay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie is called She Is Love. Yeah. And it opens, I don't know where, on February 3rd. I mean, it looks inter- I would watch it. Yeah. It's a bad trailer, but I would watch it. Yeah. Um, let's talk 65, because this is reluctantly my trailer of the week. However, I feel like it's a horrible trailer, but that's mostly, it's mostly getting it because of all these movies. This is probably the one I want to see the most. I give my trailer of the week to She Is Love. Okay. Because as ridiculous as that premise is. It's new. It's, it's, it, it, I can relate to it. Oh, I mean, we just went over. And it, it tells me, it tells me a story. It tells me, you know, the trailer tells me what the movie's about. You know what? I really appreciate it. I changed my vote. I What's up? She Is Love as yeah. well. But- 65, I thought, oh, man, here we go. Another trailer for this movie I want to see. And if you listen to this movie, I don't know. Did you listen to it with headphones on? No. Listen to it with headphones on. And you can hear how none of the sentences are full sentences. Mm. They're all clips of him saying Mm. one thing and ending with another sentence. Interesting. And you can very clearly tell. He's like, we got to get over to that mountain you know like type of thing yeah i hate that and i'm like oh man why are you doing this like yeah. can't the movie just sell itself like it's dinosaurs and, and it looks tech. great like i'm in i'm also a little burned out of guns that have to charge to shoot like where he aims it and then it goes oh yeah you can't handle the future right that's exactly <laughs> Right. You can't handle the future. That is, is exactly correct. You yes, can't. you are correct. This is a scary world. It is. It, you you hit the nail on the head. Wow. I am not about <laughs> the future. The future. I want now instant gratification. <laughs> I plan to live only in the moment yeah. forever. When they come out, they're like, <laughs> uh, newsflash, new guns on the market. <laughs> they take a charge time. <laughs> right. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. No, because by then I'll be in a whole different moment. Uh, that won't be the future. Well, after you and at, your ex-wife and at your that time, new wife. At that time, oof. it won't be the future. It'll be present, so it'll be okay. And they always say, be present mm. for the present's presence. Right. Right? Yeah. That's they what, say that That's exactly the what they say. Yeah. All right, the last trailer we have is Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This trailer showed more of the comedy in the movie and more of the movie and... Uh, whatever. 
I honestly was like, have we watched this one before? I thought we did. I thought we did. I was embarrassed to say it because I don't trust my memory, but I thought we had seen it I, before. But it was listed as a new one for this week, right. so maybe we were ahead of the game or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're usually pretty advanced. That's true. What With us being so gifted and all. All right, are you ready to review our movie this Please. week? I have to just say there are two things on this week's list that I watched only because of you, <gasps> and I absolutely loved both of them. Get the first is the movie Tron Legacy. Yeah. Now, had you seen it before? No. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which I don't know how I missed it, except for the fact that I in in I did some research on the movie, mm-hmm. and it came out in December seventeenth of twenty ten. Oh, that year. Which would have been a very busy time of year. Mm. So I could totally see myself like not. Like I could see myself working that event and not seeing the movie. Right. You right. Know? I'm yeah. sure it was a big release for us, although it came out at the same time as Yogi Bear, which is one of the all-time most disappointing features we've ever opened here at Penn Cinema. So so whatever. I'm just saying, that time of year, a lot of times, unless yeah. I have a podcast or something yeah. urging me to, I, I might miss movies. And when you got that hit, you're like, well, if Yogi Bear is not good, then what is? Right, right. <laughs> I questioned my very existence. Yeah, clearly. But I did watch Tron Legacy, um, and... I kept thinking to myself, this movie would have been amazing in IMAX. Right. The music just blows you away. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's lightning in a bottle. Like, could that's why I'm concerned about the third one. It's like, can they even do this again? Yeah. Do we want them to even try? Uh, so tell me about what you liked. I mean, I've seen this movie a bajillion times. Yeah. So tell me what you liked about this Well, movie. what I liked, what I took away from the movie, I could tell... I'm not smart enough to have articulated my own opinion on what the mythology was, Mm -hmm. but I could tell that there was a lot of symbolism and mythology going on into this. Right. And I'm going to read an excerpt of something that I found that I I thought was fascinating. Yeah. But before I get to that, what I took away from this movie, which I loved and I sort of tuned into early on in the beginning of the movie is anytime somebody is, is obsessed or fascinated with achieving something and they use the word perfection, like a perfect society or a perfect, then that's trouble. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that always leads to bad things. And I thought there was a powerful exchange at the end of this movie when Jeff Bridges says to Clue, um, what's the guy's name? Is it Danny Flynn or Harry Flynn? When they were the Flynn, the main, the dad, Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. Um, When he says to Clue, I, taught you to build a perfect society, but I didn't know what perfect was when I built you. So how could you? And I now know that perfection is impossible even while it's in front of us all along. And, and what I take, I just, that resonates with me. Like that is so consistent with how I live my life. Like I do feel completely like, the imp- the beauty of imperfection, right. you know, the perfectness of imperfection, you know, and, and how like that's what's amazing, you know, and that's what's beautiful. Uh, you know, there's so many themes, so many movies, so many storylines in mythology, in books, in poetry about, you know, the, the beauty of imperfection, you know, and the beauty in the broken and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so when he sort of said that line to Clue, I was like, that's my boy. And yeah. to me... 
that's what I felt like the movie was all about. The most common thing that people write about on this movie is they say they're trying to find human connection in a digital world. But I feel like the digital people are just stand-ins. It's not – for me, I didn't take it like – I didn't um, uh, I didn't interpret the digital piece as digital. I interpreted the digital piece as people who are just – going through the motions without thinking about the world without thinking like these are the people who go to their jobs in the morning and they eat whatever is supposed to be advertised to them and then they go home and they watch whatever's supposed to be advertised to them and they wake up the next morning and they do it again mm -hmm. and then 85 years later they die you know and that's like how i interpreted like the digital piece well that yeah because they're programs they're right not, right and that's the whole idea of quora's right people are supposed to be the first life right original so i put some cora by the way played by olivia wilde yeah was this her first big big role because no but it was a big i mean she yeah. had other things yeah yeah i i didn't realize that she had been around that long yeah she's i she was in the oc when she was i don't know she's probably late teens early yeah. 20s i didn't really catch the oc it's crazy <laughs> it's amazing um i love it by the way yeah. I don't want to alarm you. Yeah. But a lot of times on this show, we like to report on things that the, what do you call it? The fake stream media? Yeah. Yeah. That they won't report. They won't tell you this, hmm. but I will tell you. Listeners. I can't handle this. Listeners. <laughs> if you're driving right now, yeah, you know, pull over. Pull over Cause I'm going to, I'm going to drop some. Turn the car yeah, off. Yeah. Here's the heavy truth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I owe it to you Yeah. to share this. Mm. 2010. Yeah. It was 13 years ago. What? The kids who worked downstairs at the concession stand, yeah. they were two when this movie came out. I have to go die. Time, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. All right. Now, did, did you read what I put on the show notes here? No, so, I didn't. so I'm going to just read this because I don't want to pretend like it was my own original thought. But like, yeah. remember what I said about like mythology? Um, did you know that? Um, like, are you? Do is this? Am I like embarrassing myself because everybody knew this about the the um, parallels between this movie and the Greek myth of Persephone? No. No. You hadn't heard of that? Or? I haven't heard this, yeah. this connection before. This is fascinating. So I'm going to read this whole paragraph. That's the Odyssey, right? Yeah. Something like that. The movie's plot appears... Oh, this is, by the way... <laughs> speaking of journalistic integrity, Yeah. I pulled this off Wikipedia. So oh. it may or may not be true. I mean, it's on Wikipedia. It's got to be But true. it certainly sounds true. Right. You know, And we sound wicked smart for knowing this. But I was really interested in trying to... I could tell, like I said, I could tell there were mytho mythological themes. I mean, Joseph Campbell's my boy. Mm. I love the power of myth. And so I'm, I'm sort of keen to picking up on that. But I, I couldn't quite put the pieces together. And then when I read this paragraph, I was like, boom, beach blanket bingo. Got it. This is it. The movie's plot appears to be a futuristic retelling of the Greek myth of Persephone, in which a desirable yet innocent young woman who pines for human life in the warmth of the sun is rescued from the dark and chilling confines of Hades, the underworld and realm of the dead. In Greek narratives, Persephone is often simply known as the maiden. Greek word is kor, Latin word is kora. In this movie, it's kora with a Q. 
And she is betrayed by Zeus. In this movie, Zeus is spelled Z-U-S-E, who in the myth is actually her father. So when you when you sort of look at the movie through that lens of like all being about Cora's desire to get out, but her loyalty to, you know, her people, and then Zeus is the one who ultimately betrays her. And when you see him as a father figure, I mean, there's a lot of father figure stuff going on. Oh yeah, you know, throughout the whole movie. But I'm saying this little this little narrative is an interesting thread to pull on. Yeah, some of the things I like about this movie is, you know, I just like sci-fi stuff. But I like it's yeah. a futuristic world, and it's fun. Can it's, I just interject that? Like all fun. this heavy stuff that we just talked about, the movie is so easy to watch. It's yeah. so fun. But it, I think that that's a key word there. It's easy. He's dropped into this futuristic world, and it's not overcomplicated. And one of the things I like about it is a lot of times there's the fish out of the water syndrome there or, or character. And it's like, oh, this world is, is crazy and fantastical, and this guy has to get used to it. He's dropped in this futuristic world. He remains the fantastical p- creature because everyone else there, right. it's – there, it's like an advanced, but it's not that advanced. They're almost like decultured, yeah, compared to him. You know, like they're they're less advanced than he is uh, culturally, but then they have like technology technology at the same time. So right. it's a really weird uh, working together type of thing. Yeah, I love the color. Like for my synesthesia, the colors and stuff in this movie are just like amazing with the music i love the music uh i know i talk about that but it's just so so good um and then there's the father stuff i mean and everyone has yeah relationship well i mean some sort of knowledge of their father and they can relate into this in a way um it's just so good so let me ask you this did you feel lost at all not having seen the first one no did you get what the first one was about so let me switch gears a little. Yeah. Take a tangent. Okay. This movie ended, and I enjoyed it so much that I watched it through the credits. Oh, okay. And just taking in that Daft Punk, yeah. you know, soundtrack, and I was just into it. And it got to the end of the credits, and it said, next up, because you watched Tron Legacy, next up, Tron, mm. 1982. And I was like, oh, count me in. I clicked play. Ooh. And I watched like Five minutes would be generous. Yeah, it's, it, I remember watching Tron as a kid and liking it, but also being bored. It was this, it was a Sunday night movie a lot. Well, and it was so like the technology, the, the it was just so bad. Like the yeah. special effects, that's what I meant to say. The special effects were so bad, which in 1982, I would have expected better. Yeah, it was, it was not a success at the time. Yeah. So no, I didn't feel like I was missing anything by not having seen the first one. And then when I started watching the first one, I was like, oh no, I'm out. But story wise, did you? you no, I filled I, it in. They 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 do a really nice job at the beginning of the movie. You know, they they found ways to fill you in. I I feel like I picked up on it right away. Uh, I think the I don't remember if they go over in Tron Legacy as much, but the guy who comes to check up on him in his sweet bachelor pad, Bradley. Yeah, Alan Bradley. Yeah, he is Tron. Oh, I did not pick up on and that. And in in the uh, original movie, he's Finn's friend, and Tron is his program. Uh, in in and Tron 
helped, even though the movie's called Tron, but Finn is the main character. Flynn. Flynn, sorry, yeah. is the main character. And uh, he, you know, it's about him. Yeah. But Tron's, and Tron's not even like that spectacular. And then they bring him back in Legacy as Reznor. Yeah. Res, Resler or as Reznor. Huh. And uh, so that's kind of like that big reveal that it's secretly still him or whatever. I guess I guess not having seen the first one, that went over my head. Right. Yeah, that, I would understand. Because I was like, went. whatever. But that's it's just like that when that reveal that returns good. Oh, you end. know what else was interesting to me? Uh, Cillian Murphy has a line in the board meeting at the beginning of the movie, but then never reappears. So obviously this was before he made it big. This was right after Batman. Right after or right before? Well, I think it came out right after Batman. Interesting. You have to look. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I know this was right around there, and I was like, oh, Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it, it's interesting to me, like, he was in that movie, but obviously, like, he wasn't who he is now. You right. know what I mean? Because he, I mean, he had a couple lines, and then you never saw him again, right? I don't remember seeing no, him, don't again. See him again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just used, so the whole thing is, uh, N, it's Encron, right? Yeah, Encom. Uh, Encom is the company that Flynn, like, did the original experiment with and built up, and then... Uh, because he disappears, he loses it to other people and stuff. Oh, he was in Batman Begins five years before this. Yeah, I was gonna say it was. So I'm so, now I'm really surprised that he had such a small role. I don't know how long it was. Yeah, interesting. Ahead of time. Anyway, Tron Legacy, one of my all time favorites. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Hopefully. Thank you. Thank you for suggesting that. That was great. Uh, what are we gonna do next week? Eighty for Brady, baby. You know what? Let's do it. I am legit excited, and I want to just shut everybody up right now. Because anybody who knows me knows I'm a Patriots fan. And I, as a Patriots fan, I have followed Tom Brady's career all along, and I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. Obviously. But my excitement for this movie is not really about Tom Brady. Like, I want to watch Tom Brady play football. I don't want to watch him in a movie. Right. But I do want to watch this movie because it looks like fun. Four old ladies go to the Super Bowl without tickets. Come on. This is going to be on. a fun trip. And we are lucky enough in Lidditz that we had a sneak peek of it on Saturday. Yeah. Yesterday. Did you watch and it? We ha I did not watch it, but it was because so I was busy yesterday. But it was sold out to auditoriums. Nice. Yeah. What does it say that I, someone who knows nothing about sports and has not seen the trailer for this movie, okay. would rather go watch 80 for Brady than knock at the cabin? How did we not watch the trailer? We've watched a trailer. I've never seen it. Oh, well, then we should put it on our list. Because then that would be my trailer of the week. There you go. I think it says a lot about Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. But this movie looks like all kinds of fun. That's this week as well, right? Yeah. 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 Um, wait, I was going to say something else about uh, 80 for Brady. Oh, well. I forget what it was. Couldn't have been that more important. On it, more on it next week. Yeah. We'll more, on, more on that next week. Let's move on to listeners' feedbacks, notes, questions, answers, suggestions, comments, <laughs> and so forth. Yes. We heard from everyone's favorite sister backed up by Top Ten Sarah <laughs> this week. I like how they write in and back each other up. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you guys think you can have a conversation? Right. You're in our conversation. <laughs> right. You're just watching our <laughs> right. conversation. Right. right. And you're lucky to be a part of it. <laughs> right. That's what, they, that's what they always say, yeah. too. So this is like basically what you're saying is they're not writing into our show. Our show... 
is a write-in to their to, show, right? <laughs> to their yeah. life. We're lucky we get right mentioned, right. honestly, at this point. Uh, she said more movies that should never be remade. Mm. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. First of all, can we just back up a sec? Yeah. Podcast at PennCinema.com. I feel like we glossed over this. Oh. Movies that should not be made, should not be, should never hands off be remade. Because what, what came up last week? What prompted this? Uh, there's going to be a remake of something that we took objection to. Was it in the, the Tron discussion? I think it was off of the Tron discussion. It, it was something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, so everyone's favorite sister and top 10 Sarah wrote in with their answer to the question. What movies have been made that should never be remade? Right. Yeah. So go ahead. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. This movie in today's technology could not exist. Why not? It would take a lot to rewrite the script to work in a world where you just had cell phones. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. I see so, what you're saying. Yeah. Modernization <laughs> right. of this. It's just Uber. Yeah. It just, it would be, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Um, Dead Poet Society. Can I put an addendum even though they wrote in? Yeah. It should be Dead Poet Society slash Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Both with Matt, with, um, What's his face? Robin Williams. And both should never be remade. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, my Cousin Vinny. Um, I've not seen it, so I don't know. <gasps> David. Hey, I'm walking here. These two, no, wrong movie. That's Raging Bull, I think. No, that's Taxi Driver. That's Taxi Driver. Yeah. The movie, the line from this movie is these two utes. These two Utes. Joe Pesci's in the courtroom and he's talking about these two kids and he says, these two Utes should not be in trouble. And the judge says, the two what? And Joe Pesci says, Utes. And he says, yo, my cousin Vinny over here. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I've seen it. I have, uh, I have seen this movie a few times. I enjoy this movie mostly because of Marissa Tomei. Um, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on this and say I don't totally agree with this. Because, I, don't, I mean, this is a great movie. Yeah, but it, in for me, it doesn't rise to the level of movies that should never be remade. Because I could totally see this is, this is basically just a fish out of water. Kid gets in trouble, right. has to deal with some local. You know, it's like the last episode of Seinfeld, basically. Not the episode with Mar Marissa Tomei, though. So right, it's just different. Right, I'm just saying. Yeah, but she is in both. What a coincidence! She's not. Oh, she is. Wait, does she come back for the court scenes? Oh, I don't know about oh, the, in the last I don't, episode of Seinfeld. Uh, I was yeah, yeah. All right, The Princess Bride is the last one. I fully agree with this. Yeah, I Absolutely. I don't think that The Princess Bride, if you, if The Princess Bride didn't exist and you released that movie today, no way that it would have been. It, I think it came out at the right time in the right com comedic culture to perfectly become the hit that it is. Why were we talking last week about Never Ending Story? That came up last week. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> were we? No, we were not. Drew and I were talking about Never Ending Story because we're going to bring it to the drive-in. Oh. We're going to play Never Ending Story, and all I can think about is the theme song and Stranger Things. Story. And Stranger Things. Um, Carrie Always is great, who's also in Stranger Things. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna a thousand percent agree yeah. on Princess Bride, and I'll take it a step further. Because I freaking love this movie. Mm. If they remade Princess Bride, I would not watch it. I, maybe we were talking about this because they're remaking Naked Gun. Is that what we were? 
It, it wasn't Naked Gun, but it was something like that. Okay, it was good. it was a classic comedy that we were saying shouldn't because somebody. Maybe it was naked. It wasn't. Leslie Nielsen's going to be playing. I mean, um, Liam Neeson's playing Leslie Nielsen's character. Right. Yeah. Was it Naked Gun? I don't know. Could have been. Yeah. Podcast of PennCinema.com. If you so if they remade Planes, did. Trains, and Automobiles, Dead Poets Society, or Goodwill Hunting, I might watch it just out of morbid curiosity. Mm. But if they remake Princess Bride, I will not watch it. So then she said, movies that we should buy the rights to. Mm. Oh, this is what we were talking about. I know what it was. Channing Tatum bought the rights oh, to it was. something. Right. Dracula or something? I no, uh-uh. It was more mainstream than that. Yeah. He bought the rights to a movie. Yeah. He was going to redo it. So she said, what movies we should buy the rights to? Right. You and I. Podcast of Penn Cinema should buy the rights to and then remake. She said, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I think that we could do that. It's so obvious. Yeah. But the one that was maybe the most perfect hit of all. Right. She said Wayne's World. And I said, can you imagine instead of making a public television show, two goofballs try and make a podcast? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Think of the staff it would take to support us if we wanted to, like, make a podcast. The top ten stairs says we got, like, 300 people on the payroll. Right. One of them probably has an iPhone. Right. (laughs) We can make this movie. Right, right. Just Oh, my God. (laughs) Living that life. All right, let's move on. What are you doing? What are you reading? What's going on in your life outside of the theater? Well, I went with the boys to the Pennsylvania Auto Show in Harrisburg at the Farm Show Complex so that I could, uh, what's a great word here, Uh, so I could look at things that I can't afford. Mm. Did anyone catch you (laughs) riding dirty while you were there? (laughs) Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, while I was there, uh, the Mystery Gobble suggested that I watch Slow Horses. And you say, well, horses is relative. I mean, sometimes they walk and sometimes they run. Like Slow Horses is a, a spy show on Apple TV starring um, Commissioner Gordon. Oh. There's actually no horses in it, which made it that much more appealing to me. What? So Commissioner Gordon is Slow Horses is where they put, like, old agents who have, like, screwed up, and now they don't want them in MI5, but they can't, like, outright fire them. Wow. So... Anyway, I am loving this show. I highly is it recommend funny it. Or is it. It is hilarious, but it's it's hilarious, and also there's crimes to be solved. I hate that Apple Television, Apple yes. Plus, or whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Hey, easy with the language, David. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's building up a library of things that I I want to see. This this show. Is amazing, and, and I think in a year or two or three or whatever, yeah. I may crumble. Yeah, to the fabled Apple. Yeah, plus right. TV. I thing. think next year for your birthday, I might, I might give you Apple no, TV. It might have to happen. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, on your recommendation, oh. I watch. I've been watching The Last of Us. Yeah, I'm through the first two episodes. I know I'm still. I, I think the third episode. Third just, episode comes out today. Oh, oh, okay. So, so you're I caught up. I, I am caught up. Yeah. So Sunday nights. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Right? It is really, really good. And yeah. you know, like I don't want to like, I don't want to come off the wrong way because she was great. But I love the fact that they killed off one of the main characters. Right. Like okay, there's no sacred cows in this show. No. You know what I mean? Like anything could happen. Yeah. 
And well, okay, so I mean, because it's like zombie stuff, what do you think of their take on like post-apocalyptic monsters? Well, it's kind of funny that you would say that because, as you may have guessed, yeah, that's the part of the show that interests me the least. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, and I I like this show because that's a kind of a minor detail. Right. Yeah, it's not about them. Right. They're a complication. It's kind of about them, but but not a lot of screen time on them. Yeah, it's about the relationship between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. Really. And I love the, uh, I thought it was really well done, the scene where the, the woman stays behind to blow up the Capitol as the zombies are like, putting themselves in her mouth and yeah. stuff. And that was just so gross. But like, I don't really understand why she just stood there, but whatever. So you she's, know. she's part of, part of the problem she's having late in the lighter. Right. Is the, the virus, the fungus is starting to take over. So oh, she's losing her. Gotcha. She's losing her um, motor skills, motor skills. Yeah. And then she's already kind of infected. And the other, th it comes to her and just yeah. like, it was, it was showing two things that like, the zombies are violent because we resist. If we didn't resist, they would just spread. Uh, like the fungus would just spread like that yeah. instead of having to tear us apart or yeah. bite us or whatever. Well, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. So I've also been watching The Last of Us. Highly yeah. recommend. Yep. Um, this week I rewatched Emma. Okay. And um, I really like that movie. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since I'd seen it, and that's the one. Uh, it's like a period piece with uh, what's her face, Anna Taylor Joy. Yes, yeah, Anna Joy Taylor. Yeah, I never remember which way it goes. Yeah, she was also in something that I recently rewatched and forgot to tell you about. One of her more modern, one of them that maybe came out this year. Um, maybe it was a show. Two syllables sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> But what I what I didn't realize is her uh, supporting actress mm. in that movie is the girl from X and Pearl, who's like up and coming in the mm. horror scene right now. She's becoming a big star, mm. and here she was playing second fiddle. Oh, back then. That's fun when you when you come across someone who now is an A lister, but back then there was like a little tiny. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and I have some bad news. Uh oh. Tried wait, to watch. Wait, should I sit down? Maybe stand up. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Now, now sit I'm down. Up, up. Oh, wait, oh, hang okay. on. Now I'm in church. Okay. 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 Neil. <laughs> Neil. <right. laughs> sit. Tried to watch Everything Everywhere all at once with uh, the moms. Ooh, shady lady. What happened? She won't have it. She won't have it? She was like, nah. I'm, oh, my I'm God. Good. And then she was like, I'm going to get up and do something right when all the exposition was happening. Right. And I was like, should I pause it? She's like, nah, I'll no, figure I'm it good. out. And I was like, well, why don't we just stop the movie then? That's like the, that's the <laughs> ultimate sign that I'm not enjoying something. Right. It, not me, Pen Ketchum, but like a, per, a, per, a person watching TV. Yeah. Whether it's a movie or a show or anything. Right. When they get up to go get a snack and you say, should, or whatever, yeah. and you say, you want me to pause it. When they say no, that's, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I'm good. Especially when you know that it's right during like, the right. part that explains the whole movie they can't miss. You know what's interesting is you and me and most of the people who watch, who listen to this show, we all kind of universally agree that Everything Everywhere All at Once was the best movie of 22. Yeah. Not for everybody. But not yeah. for everybody. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, like, you know, I have a lot of friends who were like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. She even went as far to say, if I had seen this in the theater, I would have walked out. I also, well, come on. 
that's crazy talk. Uh, and then I was like, you don't go to the theater. <laughs> I also have a friend who claims he has never seen a Marvel movie. Get out. I find that hard to believe. Get out. That's in, how? I'm saying. How? I'm saying. He probably hasn't even realized. And he has two kids in college, which means that at some point. They had to have watched. They, you must have taken those kids, like even in the early days of Marvel when they yeah. were too young to go by themselves. You must have taken them to see Iron Man or something. And that's when he reveals his kids don't know he exists. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, next week we're going to be watching 80 for Brady. But we want to hear what you think of this. Tell us some more movies that should never be remade or that we should remake. Podcast at PennCinema.com. That's our new email address and the best way to get in touch with us. But if you want to support the show, Penn, Mm. How would you recommend people go about doing that? Well, David, there's only one way that I can see. Really? Yeah. It's as plain as the nose on your face. Oh, my God. And the answer, like most things, yeah. is math. Oh, clearly. Math. Yeah. Right. So what we want you to do, what 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 a lot of people are, I don't know, did you hear about this? What? A, you know, uh, I was reading Math Weekly, <laughs> and I saw a little blurb on this, but yeah. I didn't get into yeah. it. So what people are doing is, you know, a lot of times on the higher end math, is that they use letters like in algebra. Yeah. Right. So what you want to do is you want to develop an equation, the answer to which is listen to the Pensino podcast. Not unlike poor little Ralphie in the Christmas story, like when he's got his little decoder yeah. ring, you know, and it says But like an actual Yeah, an actual math equation that to solve it the answer is listen to the Pensino podcast. You know what's crazy? We have math people. Do we? Yeah. Oh, I love math people. The abacus is math people. Yeah. I gave him a great book the other day <laughs> called that I picked up. It was <laughs> it was the square root of four to the four millionth power. Square root of four is two, so it was two point zero, and then it was three hundred pages of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us as, as human beings? What's wrong with our? Yeah. And I love at the beginning of the book. Why it's does like, that exist? The beginning of the book is like, it took me six minutes. It's like I slaved over this for six minutes in a program that compiled it. <laughs> and I didn't check the numbers. Feel free to check. <laughs> so. All right. Well, once again, for the Pensano Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And uh, wait a minute. If you're not really into math, just tell yeah. a friend. Yeah. And I'm Penn Ketchum. (laughs) Take Take care and party on. (laughs) Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.